0: For The Vault Studio, this is the NFL Podcast, proudly presented by U.S. Sports Gear. Here are your hosts, James Arthur, Chris Bryan, and Richard Garraway.
1: Hello and welcome to The Vault Studio NFL Podcast. I'm your host, Richard Garroway. Sitting in The Vault with me today, with the brand new heater, I might add, is James Arthur. How are you, mate?
0: I'm very well, Richard. We also have a sign on the door. So uh, There is a sign on the door that says, get out. We're basically legit. Basically professional
1: uh, I'm pretty happy with the heater, I'll be honest It, got, it was getting Look, a little chilly down here
0: I was down here the other day doing a little bit of work for a couple of other ventures that we have together And I thought to myself, it's freaking freezing So <laughs> I went out to Bunnings today, which I go to most days because I have a shit life And I uh, saw a $25 little panel heater for the wall and thought, you know what? Why not? So we've got the the cold bar fridge with the heater above it Probably <laughs> just just running up a huge electricity bill in this place. Who uh, cares? What's money, mate?
1: Everything. <laughs> uh, what do you reckon? Get into the newsroom. Hang on. Wait, wait.
0: It's time to go into the newsroom. <laughs> <laughs> on terrific segment, the NFL podcast. It's
1: the off season, mate. We're rusty. We'll hit uh, mid season form. You know, during the mid season, uh, we're going
0: to start with um, Armstead's injury down in New Orleans. Yeah, this is. This is actually a much bigger deal than people, I think, realise. It's a huge deal. He is their other than Drew Brees, he's their best player on the entire team, and that's not really hard to argue with that. He is an extremely good left tackle, and the thing about left tackles are they're very difficult to find, especially the elite ones. and And he's he's up there with the you know, we'll get to it at some point today at the O line, but he's he's not quite in my top five, but he's uh very very close. He's a very good asset for them. And then you know he's going to be out four to six months now. I heard some rumours that this injury is never four months. It's normally in between the five and six month variety. So, what's he looking at then? He'll miss games if it's five to six months. I would say at
1: least that. He'll probably. he'll be coming back late October.
0: Yes, yeah, so he probably missed the first four or five games, um, which is not good news for them because they start slow as well. That's their big issue. They wanted to get that running game going. And then you, you, you pair that with Max Unger's injury issues, which... I think people are not making a big enough deal about. He basically didn't play the whole season last year. I think he played one or two games. Now, everyone says, oh, he got, you know, "he, he the Saints lost that trade with Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham's been good, but they also got a first-round pick. And Max Unger is exactly. a top center in the NFL, um, a top five guy. And I just think he's been so good for them. But if he's hurt and Tron Armstead's hurt, Two things is that's a lot of money that you're paying off the field. And then we hear today that Nick Fairley's hurt. they recently signed to big money defensive tackle, who's another really good player. So all of a sudden, games that you need to win in the trenches, you're missing probably your three best guys. I was going to say. You As could, a whole scale. You
1: could make an argument that it's, three of their best five players are injured.
0: Yeah. And, and I mean, Max has got a, got, got a foot injury, was expected about five months, and barely played last year. So, there's some serious concerns. He's had another surgery in the off-season that, you know, at 32, he might not get back to, you know, where, he's, where he ever was. So and, and
1: their whole goal this year was to get better in the running game. Adrian they, Peterson. That's why they brought in Adrian yeah, Peterson. they got
0: Ingram, who I think's a good back. He's had some good seasons there when they've had a good O-line. But, you know, Arnstead, again, didn't play a lot last year, missed a lot of games last year. It's becoming a real issue for them. And you need reliable guys, especially the guys you're paying big money for.
1: Yeah, know? I mean, they're, they're trying to make... Um, Make that group better, and, and with those guys injured, that, that's one of the worst O lines in the league.
0: It'll be really bad. Well, they'll try and move. I keep forgetting his name. The first round pick from uh, Ryan Ramsick.
1: Oh yeah, Ramsick. So they will probably something they'll like either that.
0: play him at left tackle, or which he's not ready for. Well, he ne-
1: he has to be good now. Well, so or, or what's worse is now in well, third and longish type situations, you have to help him. You've got to chip him with a tight end, with the and back. What's do Adrian something.
0: Peterson's biggest weakness?
1: Well, they all say it's catching out of the backfield.
0: Oh, I think it's his pass protection. Oh, well, that's not flush that's, either. Yeah, there there is two weaknesses. So, and Ingram's not much better at it. They re, they were relying on having those guys. That's why they took Ramchek, and they have Andreas Pete, who they took in the first round the year before, in the middle of the first round. Uh, there's talks where he's played at guard last year um, because he couldn't get it done at tackle. So, the thought of moving him to tackle does that then basically, you know, declare him a bust if he can't get it done at tackle? And then, you know, they're just. For a team that's invested so much in the offensive line, to miss two of your, you know, you, you've two of your five best guys, it's it's a big deal, especially at the center and left tackle, which are the two most important positions on the O line.
1: Yeah, certainly hard to argue with that. Um, we were speaking a couple of weeks ago about Eric Decker didn't have a home; he has one now. At HCS, we know elite athletes are constantly just. I was getting into that. Just leave me I thought
0: that was a drop. No, that was. I was a like drop. Richie. Richie has stepped his shit up. I was like, "Wow, man, you actually did something this week." No, no, that was just an ad <laughs> playing. So <laughs> thank you, NFL.com for <laughs> that's it. Wasn't usual. that was
1: ESPN.com? I just hate the fact you can't set a website to not autoplay
0: videos. Mm, the, the moral of the story is that we need a studio laptop, which we're, we're getting there. Any donations will be fine. Uh, yeah, feel free to send it to uh, P.O. Box Awesome. Just uh, contact us directly or we'll, we can even come pick it up. <laughs> uh, free is cheap. And yes, yeah, so Eric Decker has signed with the Titans on a one-year deal. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what the money was. I, hadn't I been looked at it while you to, talk. Yeah. I know what you're going to say, Rich. I'm not against this contract. I'm I... not
1: against it. I wouldn't have done it.
0: Uh, look, it's the, the bigger one that's annoying me is people saying it's hot like high risk low reward so i think the opposite if he's no good you just cut him or if he's taking snaps from guys that you want to get the ball to you cut him like as long as you can cut him before the season starts and pay him nothing if you cut him
1: your dead money will be 2.5 million against the cap
0: yeah and what if he what if he hits the season and plays how much does he get uh
1: He's already got. Oh, see, you've already paid that money out. You've paid him two and a half million signing bonus. Yeah. Which he's his, already cashed. What's his contract? So, if you cut him, you're going to save 1.3 million in cash. So, you've already paid him more than that. They're, it's, they're tied to him.
0: It's, it's a one year deal, though. Like, one year deals don't affect your cap that much.
1: No, they only affect it for
0: obviously the, the your one ring. year So, you just eat it for a year if he's no good and bench him and or cut him and eat it. Like, it's just. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't see that. I don't see it as an issue, and I don't see how it's going to be bad for the Titans. Uh, you know, if they're smart about it, I don't see how it hurts them. You know, if he, if it comes down to Tavon Sharp's looking really good in the preseason, which you know there was a bit of overhype around him last year. He had some good moments, but he, he certainly wasn't as I don't think he's as good a receiver as Decker. But Decker's a lot older, obviously. But what do
1: you reckon Decker's made in his career? He got a massive contract to leave
0: Denver. I, I would say Straight somewhere in the thirty million mark. Twenty I'm not bad, am I? Not including this year? That'll be his extra three.
1: Uh, no, sorry. It was $24 million. Yeah, plus this year another 3.8.
0: Yeah. So, he he got a massive contract off. He was incredibly good in Denver. There was a three-year patch where he led the NFL in touchdowns. And
1: he was earning no money there. Yeah, because he was a late pick. Yeah, he was sorry. getting 400000 a year, except in his last year with Denver where he got $1.3 million, And then he signed, as you said... Um, A big deal at the Jets where he got a $7.5 million signing bonus, which is a huge chunk of
0: his wage. Yeah. Look, I get how people could be against it because they want to develop the young guys. But if he comes in and what if he puts together a couple of really, really good seasons for him or one really good season for him and propels him to the playoffs and he's a good leader. or By all means, he's not a negative person in the the locker room. He's never had issues like that. Um, He's always been good with the younger guys teaching them. So, you know, how do we know he doesn't have a really good impact on the team? For one year, maybe they bring him back again. Who knows? This is the thing. And if not, it's one-year deal. Let him go. Cut him whenever you want. Like, at the end of the day, you just eat it. Um, but I can also understand why you wouldn't want to take snaps away from young guys. You know, they reached the hell out to get Corey Davis. Like, oh, about massive About 20 reach. picks they reached Delice to get him. At least that. Um, I don't even think he was the best guy, best receiver to go in the top 10, personally. No. There was not two, even close. There was two better than him. Um, and, you know, I might have to eat my words, but on what we saw in college and what we had – you know, combine days, he was not the best receiver. So, they've reached for him. Um, if Eric Decker is in some way a hindrance on that, that's when they have to move on and the Titans have to be smart enough. So, I, I can see that point where guys wouldn't want him as well.
1: Um, before we get out of the newsroom, because, I mean, everything else is garbage. I mean, you know. The top 100? I was going to touch on that. <sighs>
0: Even I'm over You tried it to
1: now. defend it last year. Are, are you with me now? It's the oh, biggest load of crap so
0: ever. So, I'm a fairly big Cowboys fan. The fact that Dak Prescott is fourteen on this list is a joke. I like Dak Prescott, and you know what? In a couple of years' Tommy, he might be a top ten guy on this list. Maybe, not now, not even. And then Aaron Rodgers isn't on the list. If
1: there was a thirty-two team start from scratch draft, he wouldn't be in the top twenty rounds. Mm. He might sneak in. Sorry, let me say top ten.
0: Take keeping in account he's a quarterback.
1: There is so an
0: all so like a fantasy draft. He wouldn't go in the first every single 10 position. I'm talking tackles, oh, nah. everything. I don't reckon he'd be in the best oh, that's the top three hundred and twenty players in the NFL. Yep. Yeah, I, I would say every I'm telling you he'd be out of it. I would say every every starting quarterback would go in that three twenty. I don't think year, so. Except for Brock Oswald. <laughs> 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 anyway, that that's the it's just and, and I'm a Cowboys defender usually. I just think, you, think it's insane. Like I think it was a bit high.
1: I think I've created a good conversation here. Mm-hmm. Clean slate. Mm-hmm. Not to win this year, to create
0: a team... Andrew Luck.
1: Yeah, I think I'd take Andrew Luck too. Andrew Luck
0: or Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, he's got four left. <sighs> Mate, and the rest. Well, he's in his 30s now. Look, it'll be Andrew Luck. If it was just you've got Five him miles. for the next 10 years... Andrew Luck.
1: What if I took Luck? We just take after that? Rogers.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Rogers. And then it would be the next quarter. The first 20 picks should be quarterbacks. Nah, that's uh, not no, true. I know. That's not first true. first 10 picks should be quarterbacks. Because
1: guys are going to. Um you're going to get a couple of the electric young running backs and receivers come off the What ball. I would do but is just take
0: the five best offensive linemen, linemen in the first five picks and then have the best O-line. And then
1: take the four best defensive linemen and, and, then and just roll the dice and everything and else. And just
0: do- just try and find the yeah. athletes. That's, honestly, that's what you should it'd be what interesting con- what do. It'd be an interesting
1: thing if you did it with 32 people, started from scratch and then you looked at the teams. It'd be really interesting how people go about it because you know there'd be the flashy team who has no O-line and then there'd be... A team that doesn't look as good, but it's running behind the best five horses in the league. Yep. And you can make about, Mr. Average you, back look awesome.
0: Imagine if you got the best five linemen at every position, offense and defensive line. You're going to get pressure, you're going to stop the run, you're going to be able to run the ball, and you're not going to give up any pressure. So then you get a quarterback like, I don't know, Colin Kaepernick? Carl, yeah, and probably you would need to get it back. Like you could get a clipboard Jesus. No, not that bad. <laughs> Not that bad, but what about a, a, Co- a Cody Kessler? I think yeah, he was okay. But all you'd a have to do is hand bad it O line. Yep. Yeah, you could get a Dak Prescott. You could draft a guy the next year. You could just you build, you build. Do you know what you do? Uh, as you're building this
1: imaginary team, mm. just go and get speed receivers.
0: Yeah. Take the top off every play because you'll, be yeah, you'll be able to protect and run behind it. Yeah. You're able to protect and run underneath it. And if you've got all the speed, and then you just go, okay, cover us deep and stop the run. You're gonna have to. Yeah. It's perfect. Richie, let's just start a team. I was going to say, you
1: want to just talk about this for the next 30 minutes? Don't tempt me. I actually will. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think anyone will listen.
0: That wouldn't change much.
1: As <laughs> uh, our list will continue. So we'll be starting with the offensive line and we'll be doing that next. So those who have been listening to the last few weeks, you know we do our lists. They are top tens. We start at ten, we count it down, we compare, and we go on. Today we're doing the offensive line. So I didn't do my list because so I really couldn't be bothered. Why you hate on these O-line boys? I don't. I don't hate on them. You know how important I think
0: they are. But it's, it's, just, it takes a I just very. I just, it's hard. It takes to rank a very patient, so hard and to rank them. You have to really enjoy offensive line to watch offensive. Joe line. Thomas number one. Mm, not quite. Ish. Uh, One I did ish. something. Now, I knew you wouldn't do this. Because <laughs> I just knew. I barely did the D-line. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> so, I have done something a little bit different for the offensive line. You're probably going to be upset with me, but you didn't do it. So, who cares? So, I've got a top 15. And... It's a top wait, 10. Wait. Wait, Richard. <laughs> I have a top five for tackles, guards, and centers. Because I found it really hard to put the value of a position over the quality of a player. I'm surprised you didn't give me top tens of all those three positions. I was thinking about it. (laughs) I (laughs) thought, what if Richie actually does all this? Then it's going to be bad. So I'll start with my tackles. I'm just going to read all five. We'll have a quick chat and we'll get through them reasonably quick because it's not everyone's cup of tea. Um, So my top five tackles, I have Tyron Smith at number one. I have Taylor Lewan at number two from the Titans. I have Joe Thomas at number three from the Cleveland Browns. I have Lane Johnson from the Philadelphia Eagles at number four. And I have David Baharaki, Baharati Bakhtiari at number five. Eagles got a sneaky good O-line. They do have a sneaky good I think Peter's getting a bit old and Kelsey's starting to struggle a bit at center, but... Yeah, they're solid. They're very solid O-line. And I think Lane Johnson, when he got injured last year, people—well, when he got suspended, sorry, people really realized how big a deal he was for that team because they were nowhere near as good. Um, in terms of Tyron Smith, I think he's the most athletic offensive lineman, the most balanced. He can pass protect and run block as good as anyone in the NFL. Um, Taylor one I think he's an elite run blocker at tackle, which I rewarded for him. Um, and Joe Thomas, I think, is an elite pass protector. And David Bar- Bark Tiari is was the best pass protector in the NFL last year. Um, and he's only a young guy. If he can, he's kind of a future pick for me. If he can click in the running game this year, he could be, you know, a very very good player for them. Ooh, sorry, I'm having a yawn, mate. What's uh, who you got next? I got my top five guards. Who you thinks number one? Don't do that to me. <laughs> who do you think it is? Come on. Who would I pick at number one guard in the NFL? Probably one of yours. No, Marshall Yander from the Ravens. See? Um,
1: there's no one who listens to this, all eight of you, thanks, mum, who would have ever got that.
0: Marshall, oh, there would have been plenty of people that would get Marshall. Do you know who Marshall Yander is? Nobody would have got that now,
1: listeners. Okay. No one is sitting there going, oh, me too.
0: Yeah. Marshall Snap. (laughs) (laughs) Marshall Yander's is my number one. I have Zach Martin of the Cowboys at number two. I have Kelechi Osemile at number three because I love saying his name. I have David DiCastro at number four. And I have my main man, Richie Incognito at number five. And I won't hear anything bad about him. Except he's a good he's, player,
1: he's, so he's being a bit of a jerk. He's a bit of a racist
0: <laughs> and a jerk. He's a country boy. He doesn't understand the n words. Wrong. Okay. He's learned it now. Yeah, he really learned it, and it really hurt him. And who was that guy? That uh, don't remember his name. There. He's he's done well from it. Um, anything out of line there? Do you care to note on? No.
1: The. Um guard's kind of the red-headed stepchild of the offensive line. They get a lot of disrespect. They do. A good one there are very yeah, good. Yeah, they're important because if you play on a system that runs either a one-back power game yep. or a, a pin and pull sweep style system or trays and counters and stuff like that, athletic guards can make a team. And then there are a lot of teams who run pass protections where they drop that guard out, make it look like a trap yep. play, backfills the hole.
0: The biggest thing... You need athletic people to do that. The biggest thing you need in the running games today of the NFL with the zone stretch that they they all run is you need a guard that can block on the backside of a play. Now, just for an example, the Cowboys, where do you think they ran the ball better, behind Tyron Smith or behind Doug Free, left or right? I have no idea. They actually run it better behind Doug Free, who is nowhere near a better player than, than Tyron Smith or Zach Martin, but when he's running to the right... Who's the backside guy? Tyrone Smith. When you're running to the left, Doug Free's got to be that backside guy. That is the most important block on a running play 90% of the time. So that's why guards are so important in those situations because they need to be able to cut off a one, t- a one technique or get to a linebacker. And the good ones make a huge yeah, difference. And that's what creates your, your running lane in behind. Exactly. That's where guys get the big cutbacks in this zone systems that everyone runs now. Um, I've got my top five centers to finish off. I've got a number five, Max Unger from the, Seattle, no, from the Saints. Um, Hoping he can come back from injury. If he's healthy, he's certainly probably higher very, on this list. Um, number four, Matt, Matt Paredes from the Denver Broncos. Kind of came out of nowhere last year. Really, really solid center. All it, around good he's player.
1: the um, He's a rose amongst the thorns on that O line. Yeah, he's they just they a, a really a solid
0: work. guy. He doesn't make mistakes. Consistent. Um, and number three, I have Rodney Hudson from the Oakland Raiders. Again, super consistent. Can block a very, very good run blocker. Um, not as good in the pass protection. At number two, I have Alex Mack of the Atlanta Falcons. I think he made such a difference to them last year.
1: Can I guess number one?
0: Uh, if, you, if you don't get this right, you can just pack up your bags and go.
1: James Arthur, Croydon Rangers.
0: <laughs> no, I'm not a centre anymore. I've been cut. from. I'm actually uh, benched completely. I'm not playing at all anymore. Um, playing uh, bench, so there's five guys better than me. Unfortunately, so left, right, out. Yeah, so I wanted to go to receiver, but I'm fat and slow. So <laughs> your hands are good, though. Yeah, that doesn't help you much when you can't get open. <laughs> it's just run those uh, little key screens. No, nah, it's about one, and then I'm stuffed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my number one center is Travis Frederick of the Dallas Cowboys. I think he is. Uh, he's probably not as good a run blocker as Rodney Hudson, or as good a pass blocker as Alex Mack, but on a on a standard and a, a total and a consistent consistency, he is just good at everything and can make any block needed. Super athletic, um, you know. One of those guys, those three Cowboys guys in this in this section were all just so instrumental in the turning around of the Cowboys. And you know, ballsy of Jerry and Stephen Jones to actually take three guys in three years in a row in the, in well, the first round. It pays
1: off because now you yeah. get the luxury of doing silly things. You notice know, like everyone's Z. doing it
0: now, though. Yeah, it's. Was- Everyone's doing it, but no one's as successful. And I'm not saying like yeah, Jerry's got a lot wrong before, but he definitely hit on those three. And and the the, the Raiders are the same. They signed Hudson from the Chiefs. They got collector assembly. Now they've gone about a bit of a different way with spending a lot of money. But the Cowboys are now paying those guys big money. So you're gonna have to pay them eventually. Um, just get them on your team somehow and and build it.
1: Yeah, and it, it's we always talk about building outside. Uh, sorry, inside out. Yeah. O line, D line go get the rest. And, and that's
0: what I don't think people really appreciate how important the center is in an offensive line. And especially that NFL level, they are responsible for everything. Like them and the quarterback communicate everything to the rest of the guys. Cause they don't just go up and go, Hey, we're all sliding right on this play. That's not how protection works in the NFL. They line up and go, okay, he's there. He's there. He's there. Okay. We're doing this. And the center and the quarterback will work that out together. And that's something that, You know, if you've got a smart guy, which and that's why Frederick's probably my number one. He's so intelligent that you know that makes your game so much easier. But I think people really need to value how important a lot
1: of a lot of people will talk about. Um, you know, a a young quarterback's best friend is a tight end. It's a nice thing to say, but it's actually a really good center because consistent snaps. If you think about protection, and it works vice versa. If you've got a really experienced quarterback, you can get away with a less experienced center. Because the QB will be making all those checks and calls. He's like, yep. take Drew Brees out in the Saints, for example. He's been in the system so long, he just sees it like reading the Matrix. He just gets there and goes, Did we're doing this. Did you just steal
0: my line for rookies at offensive line training? No, what line? That's my line. That's my line. I said offensive line is like, you know, at the start of the Matrix when Neo's looking at it, he's like, what the fuck is this? It's just lots of writing. Hey, and then by the end of it, he's just like... I can read The Matrix. That's what offensive line's like. Blonde, red. But then for a lot of people, it just never gets to the point where you can read it, (laughs) unfortunately. And then if it does, a lot of them can't block it either. (laughs) All right, next we're going to be doing D-Line.
1: JA's baby needs a new pair of shoes. Here's an ad.
0: If you're looking for football, lacrosse, or baseball equipment, head over to ussportsgear.com.au. Top quality gear at the best prices in Australia. And just for being a listener of the podcast, you can save 5% with the promo code, The Vault. Batman. Batman. We're doing
1: <laughs> defenses.
0: Uh, do you want to start? Sorry, with we, the... we can't just move on straight away. How good was my reading then? It was much better. I've come than a both... long
1: way in a week. <laughs> much better than both of ours last <laughs> week, which is absolutely
0: terrible. Oh, bad. All right, defenders. you want to go interior or edge first? Um, I'm easy. As you know, as you know, I I don't prepare particularly
1: well out of season. Oh, I know. Yeah, I'm very aware so of So I
0: found I found a list. I think it's called Riding My
1: Coattails. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I found a list, and it's interior linemen mm. But at number
0: ten, they've got Clowney. Uh, <laughs> it'll so, be by how many snaps he played at certain spots.
1: I'm, I'm gonna struggle, dude.
0: Go to pro football focus. PFF. let go there. Yeah, go there now. You can work off that. I'll start with my... Uh, we'll do interior guys first. So we've got interior line and edge defenders. They're our two top tens here because uh, it's too hard to differentiate them in, the, in today's NFL um, and rate them separately. Uh, so my 10, 9, and 8, I have at 10 Marcel Darius from the Buffalo Bills I have at nine, Linville Joseph of the Minnesota Vikings. And I have at eight, Kaiwon Short or Kawan Short of the Carolina Panthers. Why don't you give me your next three? Okay. At number seven, I have Jarrell Casey of the Tennessee Titans. At number six, I have Richie's boy, Gerald McCoy of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Good player. Yeah, very good player. And at number five, I have Leonard Williams of the New York Jets. I give up. Give me your whole list. Okay. At number four, I have Gino Atkins of the Cincinnati Bengals or what did you used to call them? The Bengals. What did you used to call Bengals. <laughs> Oh, memories! Miss you, Chris Tyler. Uh, number three, I have Fletcher Cox of the Philadelphia Eagles. Remember that year when uh, Inside the Playbook did some stuff for Sen, and they put Fletcher Cox as their number one defensive player in the league. Full stop. Yeah, in it was Cl- stupid. It was about four years ago. It yeah, was dumb then. It's dumb now. Oh sickening. Um, number two, I have Indama Kong Kongsu of the Miami Dolphins. Number one, can you guess who I got? Number one. He's about the only Donald. shining light. In a pretty crappy team Donald Aaron Donald, Aaron Donald Of the LA, LA Rams. Rams So
1: Do you want to discuss any of them? I'll start with Donald He's sneaky Outstanding One of the best players in the league Like yep. genuinely in the league mm-hmm. And a lot of those guys you mentioned There's some that are really good against the run But they're no good against the pass And vice versa He is exceptional at both
0: I couldn't he agree He He's
1: such a good player He's the kind of guy who not only commands a double team, but you better have a back take a sneaky look over there as well, Oh, he because is, he is that good.
0: Yeah, he's a freak show. Um, one of my favorite players in the NFL. I can I really really enjoy um, watching him play football. And then I've got Indama Kinsu. We discussed him a couple of weeks ago. He takes up double teams on pretty much every play, and, and I reward that because when you don't double team him, he dominates you, and when you do, he dominates you most of the time as well. Uh, which I think is really, really important. Um, What he brings to that team is, you know, they pay him a lot of money, but you can't let a contract, you know, Aaron Donald's going to be paid a lot of money in a couple of years. You can't let that affect what you think of a guy's ability. Uh, Fletcher Cox is just a really good interior pass rusher. I think he can improve against the run. Um, That's not his strength, but I think he, as a pass rusher, is outstanding. Geno Atkins... There's not many defensive tackles that are six foot tall that are successful in the NFL. Uh, He's found a way. He's lightning quick off the ball. Very, very fun to watch. Um, Again, a very good pass rusher and a very good run stopper. Um, Leonard Williams is kind of the young guy on this list from the Jets. I just can't overlook what he's done the last couple of seasons, and this is more at five, a a projection pick of where I think he's going to be for next season. Uh, And then Gerald McCoy, he's been doing it for a long time. He's a very good player. I think the last couple of seasons he's played a lot better because he's had Korn with him. Levante David started to pick up his game again, which has really helped him because it's a lot harder to double-team him all the time, which he struggles with. Jarrell Casey is the unsung hero on that Titans defense, which was a very good unit last year. Does everything really well. Um, and my last, the next couple of guys, Korn Short and Linville Joseph, they're very similar. They just stuff the run so well. And I, you know, I had Damon Harrison on this list that I had to leave off, um, who's a very similar situation they're just so valuable in the in the run game. The teams just cannot run up the middle due to them being there. And then at number ten, a bit of a flyer, Marcel Darius, who's had some substance abuse issues and you know some issues with the law the last couple of years. Um, apparently, he's back on track and ready to go. But before he had those issues, uh, he was undoubtedly one of the top defensive linemen in the NFL and probably would have been pushing my top three a couple of years ago. So. Uh, hopefully he can turn that around. That's kind of um, it's kind of a hoping pick because I I do like him and the Bills deserve him to be good because they drafted him high and then spent a lot of money on him to keep him. So hopefully he turns it around.
1: Turning our attention to the edge of the defensive line, I presume this the way modern day NFL is played. It's actually really hard. I have three to players lot of from these. the same
0: team on this top ten.
1: Can I? Are they from Houston? <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, I don't know if one of them might be a surprise for people. Um, what do you want me to 10, 9, nine eight?
1: Um, yeah, give it to me and I'll throw guys in that I'm you liking that I really
0: like. Okay, At number ten, I have Joey Bosa. I thought he we
1: ragged on him in the preseason.
0: He was being a dick though. Like he deserved it to be ragged. Probably on. was, but it, who knows? The charges might have been too. We don't. We don't really know. But
1: yeah, yeah and, and just it, play. It's um, it's very common for everyone to take. Management side We very rarely take the player side But yeah, we, we He was—he had season. an outstanding rookie season And he justified that Number four overall Three overall
0: Three, over, three overall, well, overall well, Technically he was the number one pick Because the two idiots reached uh, for the quarterbacks, quarterbacks yeah. Ahead of that Yeah
1: Um. The Chargers Have cashed in A bit recently They've um, They've had some High draft picks And We
0: keep saying this, I can't see how the Chargers are
1: going to be crap The last this, this it's done well happened. with them it, I, I mean if you, if you want to go change. way back, you know, you, you think about guys like Verrett that they added. Mm-hmm. Um, he's only
0: going into his third year. Exactly. Like he's a I a if he can stay healthy.
1: They've had a bunch of really good picks yep. that are working out. And then they go and get guys like Hunter Henry mm-hmm. who look like they're going to turn out all right.
0: Yeah. They're, they're, they're a very good organization uh, except when they... Leave cities' hopes and dreams behind. They should just win more. <laughs> yeah. I Hopefully, know. they can turn it. I think injuries have killed them last few years. They could but very quickly be the team of LA. Oh, I think they will be. I can't see got them got being worse. got a ton than, more talent. They won't be worse than the Rams. Than the Rams. Uh, but yeah, Joe Bosa, I had to put on this list just because of how good his rookie year was. I think um, he's going he's gonna to keep going. He's a very good player. He missed the first five games and still had. Double-digit sacks, so it's pretty impressive. At number nine, I have the first of my Houston uh, Texans. I have Whitney Masalius. Um, If you don't understand why he's number nine on my list, I'm not going to explain it to you. Go back and watch the tape because this guy is a baller. He plays every position on that front. I've saw, I've seen him play D tackle, outside linebacker, down defensive end, middle linebacker. He does everything, and this guy is so versatile. And then when it comes to a pass rusher, who had the most sacks on the Houston Texans last year? Him. It was him. So you know how I knew that because I said it. Yeah, the way you firstly. asked the question. Yeah. yeah, but that was why it's for it's for effect, Richard. And that's why Whitney Merciless. I can't work out if it's Merciless or Mercalius, but I think it's Merciless. M e r c i l u s. That's Merciless. Just roll with it, mate. Yeah, Merciless. Uh, number eight on my list. I have Chandler Jones of the Arizona Cardinals. Um, I think this is something that the Patriots have got wrong. That doesn't matter because they have some ninth round pick that comes in and is an all pro the next year every time, so it doesn't really matter. But I think trading him they got they've now cut the lineman they got for him, the Patriots, and they only got a second round pick. I think Arizona won that, that battle. He's a very good edge rusher. I think that's a bit
1: harsh. Chandler, I think he's really I think he belongs even a little higher
0: on that list. The only problem I wanna know the problem I have with Chandler Jones? He's really only a pass rusher. He actually doesn't play yeah, on first down. Yeah, and I, and I guess
1: him. we're talking about DNs rather yeah. than Talking about all You guys. Know, he, yeah, he he is a pass rusher. He's, yeah, he's nothing he's else. He's
0: a pure pass rusher, and it's very hard he's, he's, to get him higher. But it, he's got Miller-type
1: speed. But he is an exceptional pass rusher.
0: You wait, the, the next seven guys I tell you, there's probably one I'll cop an argument for for him being above. So my next guy's uh, number seven is Melvin Ingram. Which is the only guy I'll cop an argument for with Chandler Jones, um, but he had an outstanding year. He was on my media All-Pro team. Um, unfortunately, David Clowney tore it up in the second half of the year and just took, took his that job spot off him. From him. And in my opinion, I, I argue David Clowney is my defensive MVP because he's so important. But Melvin Ingram just got the big contract after being franchise tagged. This is a guy who really struggled with injuries his first couple of years. Again, an, the second Charger on the list. Um, he really struggled with injuries. What I liked what the Chargers did is they stuck with him. He was a first-round pick. They gave him his fifth-year option and gave him another chance. And then in his fifth year, he dominated. Then they franchise-tagged him. And then they got him signed to a long-term deal. Now, who knows what will happen from now, but they're stuck with him. And I hope it rewards them. And I hope he, turns, he continues to play at this level, if not getting a little bit better. But this guy is an all-around very, very good player. Uh, anything on that? Number six, Michael Bennett of the Seattle Seahawks. Um, this guy is not flashy. He's not... Gonna blow you away, yeah, I reckon. Pretty, no. he's pretty lippy. You'll hear from oh, him. Oh yeah, he's mouthy, <laughs> just just like his doofus brother. I actually put Michael Bennett on the list because I left his brother Mattelius, off the list for tight ends, and he he tweeted at me. So they all, they
1: really
0: <laughs> he said, "Yo, where, why I'm not on your list, bro?" And I said, "Because Jason Witten idiot." Yeah, it was one of your worst. Witten, I'll kill you if you say that again. You will not leave this studio. Uh, Anyway, Michael Bennett, just a really solid guy, plays everywhere on the defensive line, but he's best at the edge. Um, When he sets the tone and, and gets after it, a lot of people think that it was the Legion of Boom that made Seattle's defense so good and still does now. D-line. It is the D line. And that you know, they had Brandon Meebane, they had so many good guys back then, and it's not as good now that Alan Branch, um, you know, Cliff Averill, who was just off this list, to be perfectly honest. Uh, Michael Bennis sets the tone for that defense and is and outstanding. You want my five? Mm-hmm. Justin Houston. I thought he played more Yeah, yeah. He's okay. an outside linebacker. Yeah, yeah, he is. Justin Houston. Uh, he's had a couple of bad years due to injury. Last year when he came back from injury, we were watching his games, he was outstanding. Uh, he had 20 sacks in a season. I will never leave that guy off a list. No. And as an edge defender, so a guy who can rush when he is healthy, which I hope he is again this year because I only want the best players on the field. Like I don't want to watch some backup outside linebacker at the Chiefs. You know, I don't care. I want. I want... Justin Houston out there because he's fun to watch. So he's an outstanding player and I hope he gets going again. His pass rushing is, when it's up and going, is probably the best in the NFL.
1: He looked like he'd played all season when he came back. He yeah. looked like he was in mid-season yeah. form, and he played all year.
0: And then he, he did break down again because I reckon they rushed him back, which was a problem. But all reports, he is absolutely ready to go this year, and no injury problems, no surgeries in the off-season. Comes in ready to go, then a full preseason, full camp. He'll be he'll be flying. He'll be a very big deal for them.
1: There's a lot of AFC West in this list.
0: Yeah, there is. There's, there's a ton of it. There's about to be another one. Yeah. Number four, Von Miller. <laughs> and can <laughs> you believe Von Miller's fourth on my list? Like I just think Von Miller had bit of a down year last year I think he get a bit of a Super Bowl hangover what he did, in that that Super Bowl, did yeah what he did in that Super Bowl was amazing and you know I'll credit that for him but he, he got a lot of sacks last year not as many as I would have liked but he still got a lot of sacks um, but then he just didn't seem that um, demoralizing you know didn't make the big plays he usually does uh, hopefully he gets that back going he also had a couple of injury problems so that might be why but yeah he, he's fourth on my list um, can you guess my top three? The three guys And I'll tell you what order um,
1: I'll definitely get two of them There's Clowney and JJ
0: Watt yeah, You don't know what the third is? He was defensive player of the year last year <laughs> Are you serious? He, Khalil Mack Khalil Mack thank you. Is, he NFC, is he AFC West as well? Yeah Holy shit Pretty much my whole list is AFC West Okay number three I have Jadavian Clowney um, if he plays again in the second half of the year for a whole season, he'll be my number one next year. I and You can look at his stats and tell me whatever you want. I couldn't give a crap. Watch this guy play football. He's athletic. He's unblockable when he gets it all going. He finally was healthy last year. I, I Yeah, I've got a bit of a man crush on this guy, but it's only because genuinely just watch him play football. Even on the plays he doesn't get a sack or a stat, he somehow affects the play, and that's what most of these top three guys could do is every play they affect it by maybe a running back having to chip in pass protection, maybe a, ta- a running back having to cut it inside of him because he's, he's set the edge too well in run defense. That's what they do, and that's what Jadavian Klein does on every single play, uh, which is why he's my number three.
1: He's so good.
0: He's an outstanding I football love player. And I think cause it, it annoys me because the reason I defend him so much is because Houston did the right thing when they drafted him. Now, yeah, going back now. People want to call
1: him a bus. It's like, well, piss off. Going back
0: now, you probably take Derek Carr. All honesty, you probably yeah, but take their two teams one. had that opportunity. Yeah, Bortles went at three. You reckon the Jaguars are sitting there going, exactly. What the hell? Teddy Bridgewater went in front of him. heaps of guys went. And three quarterbacks went in front of him. But that's what you'd probably do now. But hindsight's a beautiful thing. He was the out and out best player. It was like Miles Garrett this year. He was head and shoulders above the next guy in every single way. So I reward the Texans for doing that, and I want Clowney to be that all pro because they did the right thing. Like, if they'd taken a quarterback that year, they would have taken Bortles at number one. Yeah. And imagine what they'd be doing. Like, he would be worse there Ugh. than at the Jaguars. He'd have worse mm. offense here than at the Jaguars. Ugh. Like, And that's what I mean. It's it, I want him to be successful. Uh, number two, it is the, f- the current defensive player of the year, Khalil Mack. Uh, this guy is just an all-round superstar. Much like Clowney, a little bit different. He's not as big as Clowney, but he's a little bit quicker.
1: Uh, but and he can. I almost called him more athletic, and then I held myself back. He's not more athletic because Clowney's a freak show. He's faster, but what he can do is more things. Yes, he's more versatile. He, he, in the Clowney's game, an edge rusher.
0: That's what he is. He's an edge guy, or maybe a, a five tech, maybe a
1: three tech, yeah, and, and, he, and he can run stunts and loop around yeah. the other side of the. But he's not. He's not going like to go to middle
0: linebacker. No, where he does Whereas, everything. Khalil Mack covers. He does everything. He goes
1: and gets picks. He yeah. covers tight ends from the line. I would say
0: that Whitney Merciless is the poor man's Khalil Mack. Clewmac does it all at, at an elite level, every single part of it. Um, you know, uh, whether he deserved Defensive Player of the Year last year, like, I would have had Clowney, but He's I tw- certainly didn't say he was bad. He now was the crazy-
1: outstanding. Yeah, the, the mad thing. His 2015 year was probably better than his 2016. That's what annoyed me. He should have got it the year before. Yeah. And But the thing, the th- but, but thing last, was last so year was good the, that year.
0: the Raiders' defense was very, very average last year. So... I have an issue. But then when JJ Watt won it a couple of times, that defense wasn't great. It was yeah. still top 10 though. Like I think the Raiders were in like 25th in the league. So, But yeah, Cleo Mack as a player, absolute freak show. Um, my number one, I had to pick if I wanted him as an interior or an edge defender. I picked him as an edge because he played more snaps there last year. That's the oh, Sorry, the year before. I didn't even take last year into account. Um, and there's no way I'm ever not going to put a guy who had three 20-sack seasons in a row as my number one def- defensive lineman, whether he was interior or edge. He's the best player, JJ Watt. He's special. And, you know, last year, just, you know, it's, it's amazing. Out of sight, out of mind. I did this list. I didn't put him on my list. Whoops. And I sat down, I'm doing, I was thinking, who the hell have I missed off this list? Something doesn't look right on this list. And I'm looking through and I had my pro football focus and my NFL stats and all from last year. And I was like, I'll just go back the year before because I wanted to see what Von Miller did the year before. And guess who was number one in sacks? Yeah, and J.J. Br- Watt. J.J. Watt. And I instantly moved him to number one and dropped everyone down one and took my 11th out, which I can't remember who it was now. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I forgot about him. This guy is absolutely... He is probably... What, what we say about Gronk as a tight end, This is J, that's J.J. Watt as a defensive lineman. He will most likely go down as the best defensive lineman in NFL history. Um, Unless injuries destroy him yeah, from now.
1: If, if he... If he goes back to pre-injured JJ yep, one another couple of years, no, I agree. But in
0: saying that, uh, there's a lot more really, really, really good defensive linemen than there have been really, really, really good tight ends. I yeah yeah, I think the top hundred defensive ends would go before the top. You know, the probably be, if you took if you had defensive linemen and tight ends and you said take you got a hundred picks, I would think Gronk could go number one, and then there'd be probably thirty defensive linemen before the next tight end goes. Potentially, there's a yeah, lot of good defensive. Yeah, probably, one. probably. Um, anyway, Jado Watts an outstanding player and a um, uh, future Hall of Famer. And yeah, twenty sacks in, th- twenty sack seasons, three years in a row, and then he gets injured. I- I'm sorry, I can't turn that away. Three defensive player of the years in a row. Uh, the best is a four, so he's a chance to overtake um, LT for that for that record, Lawrence Taylor. So, I um, yeah, absolutely outstanding. I-, I was really shocked. I left him off my list to be honest. Ah, well. Any real he issues with guy. that? Did I miss No, anyone? I, think, uh, I think you're pretty right with those. Actually, I, I, I remembered who my 11th was and people are going to hate me. He's from the Giants. Olivia Vernon.
1: Uh, big money man. And
0: I don't think he's a bad player. Like, he's my 11th. But I don't think he does anything really, really good. He's just a solid all-round guy. Um, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. And I said I don't let his contract come into account with that. But yeah, he, he is not... Uh, he's a borderline top ten guy, especially coming off last season.
1: We've got a little bit of time up our sleeve, and you mentioned something earlier, and we were laughing about the Rams because mm-hmm. they had, yeah, they're terrible, and they got no cap room. Yeah. Just for the sake of it, I've I've just gone and brought up the NFL salary cap live as is. Also, all teams have, um, all teams should have ninety players. Because camps are coming up. Technically, you can have more than that right now. The 90-man cut down hasn't come yet. Yep. There is a team who has less than 90 signed. So, there is a team who has the least amount of players currently signed. Mm-hmm. Do you want to take a guess who that might be?
0: Um, can you ask the question again? <laughs>
1: Which team has got yep. the least number of players signed right now? Most teams have 90. All oh, bar um, 1 2 3 4 five, like
0: 8. The Browns?
1: They don't have much cap room.
0: Oh, is it the Rams? Yeah. Oh, they're like last, aren't they? They've got
1: so room. little cap room that they've only got
0: 84 players currently oh, signed. But they got Tremaine Johnson to a really cap-friendly deal. Can you believe that? Sorry, everyone. I just rolled my eyes. I, you can't <laughs> see that through them. You should be able to feel it through the microphone, but you can't. The you Rams can't see have it.
1: only got 84 players on their roster, and they've only got three million dollars in cap space.
0: Who's who takes it all up? Can you say that? That's a good question. Maybe there's, I can. surely there's a. Let me see if I can. And hey. I think the reason we were, you said we were talking about them earlier. Oh yeah, we, I can. Should, should should we pimp their show? They've got the all or nothing coming up. Um, which Arizona Cardinals did it last year? If you didn't watch that, it, whether you like Arizona or not, now they were good last that year that they did it because it was the year before last. They made it to the NFC Championship game and lost to Seattle. Um, I it was outstanding. And look, the Rams aren't going to be good, but they've got some pretty good storylines. Number one pick quarterback who got you know got the job late. So that basically it'll, it'll be a ten episode show. Imagine Hard Knocks for the actual season. That's what it is instead of the, instead of the training camp. It, whether you like the Rams or not, if you love football, watch it. It's is that going to be on Amazon Prime? Yeah, nah, it's, it's hard so to
1: hard to get.
0: Like, you literally... Well, gonna... no,
1: you can... So- last
0: oh, last I tried. year, I signed
1: up for a trial with a... An IP blocker Yeah That was the key And I then I could <laughs>
0: watch it. I'm not as good with computers as you Maybe we could have like Viewing sessions in the studio Yeah we man. could do that Just watch it every Wednesday night After the pod One episode a week Do you want to keep teasing the Rams Popcorn? Yeah okay yeah what, So who are their players Start so can, I, can I guess who they're like, their Number you, one page? Do you players? want Do you want cap hit Or
1: How much straight cash Homie they're getting In no, the year ca- cap, cap hit, hit. Okay cap Who do you think is number one Tremaine Johnson Correct He's taking up 16 million dollars Who's number two Quinn
0: Um. Quinn Robert Quinn
1: no, he's getting good cash this year, but he's not. It's Travon Austin, Travon one Austin. of the worst receivers in the league. He's getting, no, he's not. He's getting 15. <laughs> he's not the worst
0: receiver. One of. He's not one of the worst receivers. <laughs> he, he's it's a one Five for every party. team. They really struggle to use him. He he's he's, he's, he's Kadarro Patterson 2.0. They're both the same. They can't get open. Man. They need offensive design to them, which in college is easy to do.
1: Yeah, because you're a better athlete than everyone else. Yeah. 15 million he's taking up. Uh, then they got <sighs> Mark Barron is taking up 11 million. <laughs> Michael Brockers is taking up 11 million. Robert Quinn is taking up 10.7 million. Andrew Whitworth is taking up 9 well, they million. They just signed him, so... Alec Ogletree is taking up 8 million. Robert Woods is taking up 7 million. Robert Woods... He wouldn't get a starting oh, gig for thirty teams in the well, NFL. Well, I had
0: a flip out when they gave him that money in the preseason. I think that's an absolute disgrace. But yeah, it's not getting it's, it's not looking pretty. Is it getting any better? Nope. Jared Goff is taking up six million. What? Is that what a second
1: year number one pick costs you? He's getting one point seven base salary. He's getting four point six million signing bonus because that gets spread out across the whole yeah. contract. So that's. So, he doesn't get that oh, right, cash yeah. this year because he got it last year.
0: Yeah. Jeez, the Tremaine Johnson's the, a disgrace. I just can't. And they're trying. They're trying to get a long term deal. Why the hell would he sign a long term deal? <laughs>
1: the biggest problem is you they've got they've got way too many guys earning ten million. Uh, well, yeah, they got that. But how many got,
0: guys earned over ten million? So Tremaine Johnson's one. He's at eighteen or something. How many guys have got earning over ten?
1: Well, five and then Whitworth is getting 9.1 So
0: let's say there's six guys and Tremaine Johnson So there's $70 million of your cap in five guys In six guys uh,
1: Do you want some uh, dead money stats? Oh
0: yes Who have they got? Who did they, they cut?
1: Greg Robinson is taking up 3.5
0: million Didn't they trade him though?
1: The Saints, but signing bonuses get spread over the length of the contract, whether they're still with you or not. Oh no! Yeah, okay. Nick Foles has taken up a million bucks. Uh, Trey Mason's taken up some cash. Who? Not a lot. Remember the running back? Trey Trey Mason. Mason, Oh god! But here's the real problem. It's all these. They've got tons of guys they've cut who are all making like six or half a million bucks. Yeah. So, you got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. they got 20 guys taking up half a mil each. There's $10 million in more dead money.
0: That's that's half a Tremaine Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, and don't get me wrong, I think Tremaine Johnson's a good player. Like, he's not a bad player. He's probably a top 20 corner. Like, he'd be a top 20 corner, but... He's not worth almost 19 million, and it's the second year they've tagged him. Like, why wouldn't have they kept the guy who went to the Giants, whose name Jenkins? Wouldn't you have kept him. Can I give you the one that surprised me the most? Yeah. Houston Texans have got
1: 31 million in
0: cap Houston space. Houston Texans, because you know what they're waiting for. When a quarterback comes along, <laughs> 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 but they they almost never
1: do now. Uh, they just well don't they, get they free They drafted agency. um
0: the guy that you hate. I'm so over the rookies right now. What's his name? The quarterback that you hate? Oh, um, from, from Clemson. Yeah. Uh, Watson? Watson. Dakota or Watson? Deshaun, Deshaun, what? Deshaun Des- Watson. Oh, sorry. Getting Dakota and Deshaun confused. Sue me. <laughs> no, the Rams are in a real pickle. Like on, Who's who's second on that list with cap? With lowest. Amount. Who doesn't have any? Yeah.
1: Uh, the Rams technically aren't the worst. The Chargers have got exactly the same. Mm-hmm. And the Eagles have got one point two million.
0: Really? Yep. Wow. Who do
1: you reckon's taking up all their money? Uh I but here's the thing. There's only one guy earning more than ten million. Jason Peters? Correct. Yeah. Lane Johnson's getting nine, Alshon Jeffrey's getting nine, Fletcher Cox is getting nine. And Vinnie Curry's uh, getting nine. Alshon Jeffrey's
0: on a one year deal, so that yep. can be cut immediately at the end of the year.
1: And it and it drops down from there. The thing they've done is they've got a bunch of guys earning 5-6 million. Yeah, which and totally, a lot more quality yeah. at 5-6 million.
0: Yeah, they're a lot better than the Rams. Who's got the the most cap available? The Browns? Surely the Browns. Are
1: uh the 49ers. You. Jaguars up there. 49ers are one, they got the most cap than the Browns, is second most, Jags, Titans,
0: Texans, Bears. See, the Bucks. Jags and the Titans, they're gonna if things go well for them, which the Titans look like it is, like they're gonna have to sign Mariota, he'll get a big deal. Um they'll have to re-sign some of their receivers. Yeah, they're, they're O-line, Taylor Lewan Jack Conklin. They're going to have to re-sign those guys. That's not going to be cheap. Um, all those sorts of things where the Browns don't have any... Like the Browns have got four years of cap space. So if the Browns... Say the Browns hit... Who's a the quarterback they took this year at? Was it Notre Dame? Um, uh, yeah. What was his name?
1: It'll come to me.
0: But so, say they hit on him. Say they, they Dak Prescott it, as I like to call it, or Russell Wilson it. Say they hit on someone like that. Deshaun Kaiser. Deshaun Kaiser. If you oh, hit on a QB, training the
1: house down on my day. Oh
0: yeah, trope alert. <laughs> uh, what, do, what do I call it? Schmutt, Schmutt alert. alert. <laughs> um, just like Carson Wentz, man. Uh, but that's the thing. If they hit on a quarterback with all that cap, they're set because they're going to have four years with a quarterback. Then they can load up in free agency and make a run of it. That's all you need, and then you can start. Look, the Cowboys have just opened their window for the next ten years. If Prescott's as as good as he was last year.
1: Do you want to play the Who has the biggest cap hit of the year game? What player? Player? Surely it's not a cash. Cap hit. Yeah, sure, it's a QB. The top five are QBs. Oh no, fifth is something different. Top okay. four are QBs.
0: QBs. Cap it hit would have to not be cash. Cap, cap hit. hit. It would have to be. I'm thinking guys who were back end sign back end contracts a couple of years ago. Philip Rivers would be in there, would he? Nope. Really? Oh, Andrew Luck, surely. Nope. He got a massive deal. He
1: might be getting it in cash, but he's not cap hit. His cap hit is 19 million this year, and that is 14th in the league. Wow. Um, Aaron Rodgers. Nope. Aaron Rodgers is eighth with a 20 million dollar cap hit.
0: Oh, Drew Brees is up there. He's at 28 million or something, isn't he, Drew Brees?
1: Nope.
0: Is he Drew, one that Drew Drew Brees is on the top Drew Brees is five? only
1: 19 million
0: this year. Oh, has it dropped? as it dropped down now? They've they've rid that storm. They've ridden that storm, and it's come good again for him. I don't know. Derek Carr? He just got signed? There wouldn't be a big cap hit for him, would it? Give me a clue. they like young?
1: He won a Super Bowl.
0: Oh, Tom Brady. Russell, the love muscle? Cam Newton. He didn't he win didn't a Super, win Super Bowl. Bowl. <laughs> I don't know. Joe Flacco. Oh, my God. Is he
1: number one? $24.5 million. Oh, my
0: God. Is the fifth guy JJ Watt? No, it's
1: Justin Houston. Yeah. $22 million. Yeah, Carson Palmer is number two. <laughs> Kirk Cousins is number three. Matt Ryan is number four. I said Justin- Matt Ryan. Yeah, but he's not number one. Oh, I, th- I just thought you meant... And yeah. he didn't win a Super Bowl. No, he certainly didn't. He should have. Justin Houston. Three boys. Stafford Von Miller. God. Rodgers. Tannehill. That makes you sick.
0: So, I w- Other than Rodgers, i take every other non-quarterback in that list over the next quarterback. It's, it's crazy. Joe Flacco's number one. Because oh, that, that would be right I, I at the end end know, of end of know. deal. I
1: kind of want to know cash now. Who actually gets the most cash? Ugh, who knows? Oh, it's luck.
0: Yeah, luck's on a massive deal. Well, actually, we didn't discuss Derek Carr getting re-signed just quickly.
1: $25 million he's yeah, getting Yeah, so he's the year. highest
0: paid um, total contract ever. Uh, congrats to Derek Carr. I think, you know, good on him. Stephen Gilmore is going to take
1: home $23 million this year.
0: That's one of the... Signings in a long time because the Patriots don't do that. Jason Pierre Paul's taking home twenty two million. Twenty two he's only on a one year deal, isn't he? Yeah, but he's still taking it home. Yeah, you're right. It's like the same as um Kirk Cousins being in that top, he's on the second year of a franchise tag. That's why is so so high. But you're right, those top five the top four quarterbacks there, other than Matt Ryan, you wouldn't say any of them are a top ten quarterback. Flacco
1: Miles Garrett <laughs> Gets his entire 20 million dollar Signing bonus This year Guess what his Base salary is A million 465,000
0: Yeah but he gets 20 million up but That's if right he'll, he'll blow that all In the first First month And then, they, then he'll have Nothing <laughs> for the year If they cut him this year He'd count 30 million Of dead captains you you. Yeah, you don't tend to uh, cut the number one overall pick yeah, really, a weeks after. God. Well, they didn't, didn't they cut Bo Jackson? Because the Bucks drafted him and he said, no, I'm not playing for you. And they cut him and he went and played baseball? Or did they no, keep no, his no, rights no. and then trade him when he came back?
1: No, he stayed out long enough that he could sign. Uh, so the Then he went to
0: supplemental draft and that's when the Raiders got him.
1: No, the Raiders, he said, I'm never playing football. Yeah. Sat out for a couple of years playing baseball. The Raiders on the low, low. Gave him a call and say, Hey, if we drafted you... Because back in the days you didn't have to declare for it. You yeah, could just, they just got picked. Take somebody's ride. Well, that's rights. how half
0: those guys got drafted by baseball. They just draft them because yeah, that kid's good and be like, I'm not playing. Yeah. Yeah. So fifteen rounds.
1: So he sat out for a couple of years and Apparently, the uh, Raiders got on the phone. I think they never, drafted him in the third I've round. I've actually
0: never watched the Bo Jackson 30 for 30. Oh, it's right. it's something I should really it's watch. Great. I've watched a lot of them. but for some reason, I've just never watched that one. He's an interesting guy. Really interesting guy. Yeah. Have you seen the Ricky Williams one? That's an interesting guy. He yep. gave up NFL because he wanted to smoke weed.
1: But he never but said that.
0: But he did. That's why he did it. We, well, we know. We know that's why he did it, Rich. And then he came back because he needed the monies to buy more weed.
1: He just he wanted to hang
0: out in uh, Australia. North of Cairns and just yeah. chill out. Boss. And he was a freaking good player, too.
1: Well, he won a Heisman Trophy and then was good in the NFL. That's rare.
0: Yeah. And then people forget when he came back and then played for the Ravens, he was sharing time. Was it with. Would he been with Ray Rice? I reckon he was before Ray Rice. Was he down in the Dolphins? He was in the Dolphins. Well. That was when he was before he took his hiatus. And when he came back, mm. he was like a. A one-two punch with the Ravens, but I can't remember the other running back. Might have even been Jamal Lewis, either way. And Not that was, chance. and he had a, had a good few years there. Anything else you want to discuss before we uh, get out? No, nah, let's any, go. Any hard. caps or anything like that? Any uh, nah. any uh, advertising? You want me to read out because I'm good at it now.
1: Now nah, we're just in the show. Thanks for listening.
0: Thanks for listening to the NFL podcast brought to you by the Vault Studio. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud. For more, head to www.thevaultstudio.com.au. And for the latest news, search for The Vault Studio on Facebook and Twitter.